like I've really been honing in on self-control. It's a fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And I have the spirit. So I can have self-control. Yes, I can. Yeah. You know, I already have it. I have the spirit. So it's just relying on God to grow it. And yeah. it's been very... It's hard. It's, it's hard. It's been... I've seen growth, though, in myself. So it's been... And it's not coming from me. You're listening to This Life We Live in the Body, a podcast about the gospel and weight loss. We talk about things the gospel teaches us about weight loss and things that weight loss teaches us about the gospel. I'm Becky Watson and I'm really excited today because we have a special guest. First we have my sister Katie Morgan. How are you? Good, how are you? And would you like to introduce our special guest? Yeah, I do because she's my guest. Yeah, she's your guest. (laughs) Um, It's my sister-in-law Kelsey Morgan. How are you, Kelsey? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. (laughs) We're excited about it. The other K Morgan. The other K Morgan. Yeah, I was really enjoying my life as the favorite daughter-in-law until Kelsey came around. And like, I know Tim and Beth love us both equally and they for sure do, but Kelsey's really great. So like, I know that like, even if they were terrible people, they would probably like her more. Stiff competition. <laughs> it is, she's really good. She's but really good. so what you lost in your daughter-in-law standing, you gained in having another sister. Which is very true, very yeah. true. Friends. <laughs> and friends, we are good friends, yeah. <laughs> Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us today. She's going to be helping us talk about our topic. But before we get into it, let's share some stats. Becky Watson, I'm five, five and a half. See, I have noticed, I listened to our podcast last week, I forget to add the and a half part. Oh, yeah? Yes, five, five and a half. I think for really, though, I have no idea how tall I am. I just always assume. I've said that same number to the doctor for years now. Yeah, like, how tall are you? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) same. I don't even know if I've ever measured. And uh, today, I was up a little bit from my new low. So I have a new, new low, low this week. I was 217. Yeah, that's what you said. Nice. Point four, I think. That's it's good. point something, which is another pound down from last week. And so I'm so excited. I feel like, yes, momentum, it's happening. And the reason that I'm up a pound today, I was kind of expecting because I, through God's grace, ran a 5k this morning and I wanted to carbo load the (laughs) night before. (laughs) Did you carbo overload? Uh, I tried not to, but I'm just going to tell you right now, I enjoyed that fettuccine Alfredo. (laughs) Becky, can you share a story (laughs) about your training this week? Yeah, I had had a little incident. (laughs) This happened to me on Thursday night and like my mom and sister have like been crying about it ever since but <laughs> I was at the at the bike trail like the bike path to do my last run my last like training run on Thursday night for my race this morning on Saturday and I was feeling really good did a good for, uh, half mile and I kind of got like a side ache so I just kind of like walked kind of slowly <laughs> for a while and then I had kind of like my you know my heart rate had slow down and my breathing had slowed down so I was like but I was almost almost all the way back to the car or whatever so I said well, I'm gonna do some wind sprints <laughs> so it's like I was gonna just run as fast as I could to see what that felt like and how it felt different and so I was walking kind of slow <laughs> and I just explode like I like run as fast as I can and as I'm running I'm saying to myself faster 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 <laughs> not aloud but in my head and I'm like running really really fast I'm Listening to, uh, I mean, really, really fast for me. I don't, I honestly, I don't know how fast it was. And I was listening to headphones. So I didn't notice that a very fit 
shirtless man was trying to pass me at like the exact moment that I exploded with great speed down the trail. And so I didn't notice till I had been running for like 10 seconds. I remind you as fast as I possibly can with this guy running right next to me. <laughs> like, Imagine his surprise trying to pass this very slow, overweight, <laughs> older woman. And I just out of nowhere start running as fast as I can. And he's like, trying to pass me and I won't let him. Probably startled him. I'm just, like, I'm just gonna pass her, give her some space. space. And then I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like running as fast as I can. And then it's like awkward because we're like running the same speed. And I've never ran. He's been running that speed for like miles, probably continued to run them. So like I eventually slowed down and let him pass me. I like to think that maybe I really gave him a kick and you know, like in the behind, like get going, buddy. Yeah. If I'm running as fast it. as you can. Motivation. Yes, yes. Oh, can you imagine his story? Yeah. So here I was. I didn't want to scare the girl. <laughs> Running down the track. I just think it's like, it's so embarrassing. You, I was kind of unaware. There were some very many people on the trail. I was just kind of unaware. I didn't think there was anyone else around. You don't, I don't know. I don't really want people to see me start and stop. Like, yeah. I want them to assume whatever I've been doing is what I've been doing. And for me to, just, like, start all of a sudden when he was so close is, like, really embarrassing to me. It looks like I was trying to race him. Like, impress him. <laughs> hey, watch me. Did you run the 5K? All of it? No. The run walk? It's interesting, actually, because uh, in 2019, I, the last 5K Marion was the Turkey Trot in 2019, and I ran the whole thing, or I, like, never walked. Yep. Ran. Strong word. Jogged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never walked, and my time was, like, 46-something, so mm -hmm. it was a very slow run. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing these wind sprints on Thursday, <laughs> I noticed that, like, if I ran faster and walked more often, I was actually faster than if I jogged the whole time. So I didn't know if I had the stamina to jog the whole time anyway. So I was just like, I'm just going to go as fast as I can. <laughs> Which, great strategy for a race. Just go as fast as you can. Yeah. And this is a kind of a small race. And so there was not that many people in my pace mm -hmm. area. Like, only one or two people. I thought I was maybe the last person in the race. Like, that's how it felt. But I was about a mile and a half in. I was like, I am so tired. I feel so gassed. And I couldn't... I looked down, and I had been running a 1330 miles. So that's, like, way faster than I usually sure, do. Sure. Like, the people around me had caused me to run faster than I usually yeah. do. And I, I wasn't looking at my Apple Watch enough to check. So, around... Uh, two miles or something I was like way ahead of my goal pace and so it was I was very very tired but I walked and I still I walked quite a bit and then I um I tried to run the very last bit like Katie's husband Joel and my brother Joe came back to run with me I couldn't like I had nothing really? left I, I really could I was really really tired at the yeah. end I but I got like a better time than I did in my 2019 5k which was how many pounds lighter 20 yeah 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 20 pounds and ago not pre -kids, pre -kids. yeah it was before one, one before kid. my baby yeah no. I had my baby since then so I feel really really encouraged like yeah. I thought it was gonna be way worse and I was about the same honestly yeah. um I don't think my endurance is what it was but I didn't necessarily do that much worse so yeah. 
anyway, a lot of race stories there. Sorry about that. But um, anyway, I'm praising God for it. I'm just really encouraged to have that. So so. you're down a pound from Yes, I'm down a pound, yeah. Uh, I'm Katie Morgan. I am five foot six and a half, and I was 129.4 today. So back where I wanted to be. Wow, praise God. Yeah, that's good. Good. So back on my maintaining, which is going fine. (laughs) It's not as fun, the... It's fun because, like, the graph is not as fun when it's all a straight line. <laughs> but that's what it's supposed to be. And it's, it's not fun when the graph is up a hill, yeah. so, either. Correct. Correct. So, that's me. Okay. Um, um, do you feel comfortable sharing stats about your body? I'm yes, put it on yes. the podcast. So <laughs> <Make nobody asked. laughs> we didn't put her on the spot. <laughs> I'm Kelsey Morgan, and I'm five, five and a half. Okay. And... How old are you? I am turning 30 this year. Are you really? Yep. Are we in doing anything month. special? Okay, we've talked about that. We're moving. So this past week, I was 145.6, I think was my low. So So are you yeah. on your, are you trying to lose weight, maintain, I'm, or gain? I've maintained, since I had my son, I lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. I gained way too much during pregnancy. Lost a bunch. And I've been maintaining for probably about a year and a half, but I've just kind of felt not healthy. Like I'm healthy, but I feel like there was areas on my body that I'm like, I feel like I could tone this up. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like obviously like after listening to this podcast too, it's been more the root of why I'm eating that or why I'm exercising. Like, why am I doing this? So it's more of a, lifelong commitment to eating healthier and also doing it for the right reasons yeah like the the spiritual allowing the gospel to be in it yeah because i never viewed we can get into that later but yeah i never viewed weight loss like as biblical or anything like that so it's been different but all that to say i've been trying to lose weight but mostly i'm trying to have more of a balanced diet and exercise and also the mental health of it all because it gets you know frustrating and oh for sure so just kind of working on all that and the weight loss has been a good side effect of all that yeah yeah I I think that's been great that's totally just true that that fruit like when you're doing the right thing the fruit will come out automatically right Mm -hmm. And I think it's so interesting. I'm su- so surprised, actually, how universal the idea of weight loss is to every woman. Uh-huh. Or, like, some sort of, some aspect of the body image and the, you know, it really occupies a lot of our thinking for almost everyone we come in contact oh, yeah. with. Uh-huh. And yet I was right there with you, not thinking about how the gospel applied to it. It just felt like it this secular never, thing that... Never crossed my mind that, oh, this is actually simple. Like, mm-hmm. I'm eating because I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Things like that. Yeah. I never... I don't think it ever crossed my mind until, like, I don't know, six months ago, maybe? Mm-hmm. The well, same. Same, though. Yeah. Like that's where we all are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really fun journey, and I'm sure there's people that are listening that's like, well, duh. But uh, I think that's how God works in your life, you know? Like, he brings you mm-hmm. to and things. And it's interesting because with the home edition one last week, the same root sins are there and here yep. and in every area of your life. It's For sure. Just, yeah. You know, it, 
it manifests differently. Yeah. Weight loss or disciplining your children or your marriage, but they're all selfishness or laziness, uh, laziness, pride. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. Guilt, shame. Yeah. Yeah. Who so knew? who knew that all these things would all be all wrapped up? And the but, gospel changes everything. But mm-hmm. it's it's a good reminder that there's hope, right? Like all these hard things you can start to say, you know, like that you encounter in life, even things that you haven't encountered yet, you can say, you can start to get better at like, okay, what does the gospel say about this? Mm-hmm. Instead of just kind of like flailing around, yeah. trying to figure it out, listening to a million different voices. Mm-hmm. It's so gracious of God to give us one standard, like seek first the kingdom of heaven, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and then everything else will sort itself out. Yeah. While we're on the topic, Katie, can you remind us of the gospel? Sure. So I was thinking about the Israelites and how they were, uh, after they left Egypt and they're in the desert and then they go and they see the promised land and they come back and they bring a bad report back to Moses. You know, they get panicked, there's giants and lands, they freak out or whatever. And then God punishes them by making them wander around the desert for 40 years. Clearly, the Israelites have nothing to offer. They've lost it all. You're, they're in the middle of the desert. They have nothing. They have no home. They have nothing, right? And then the punishment is done. Their 40-year timeout is done, and it's time for the next generation to go to the promised land. And they go, and God tells Joshua what to do. I want you to march around Jericho. You know you know the story. You know, for seven days, and then on the seventh day, you march around seven times, blowing your horns. And so God gives, tells them a little thing to do. But really, Jesus does it all. The walking did not knock down those walls. It was Jesus after they obeyed, Jesus did the work. Right. He knocked all those walls, and then the Israelites got it all. They got to go into the promised land. Right. So that is where we are at. We have lost it all. We have nothing to offer God. We're terrible people. We're too small to defeat the enemy. You know, the Israelites couldn't have won over Jericho by their own oh, yeah. military strength yeah. or their numbers yeah. or their strategy. They they had you know they were going to get defeated. That's why they were afraid. And that's what we're like, right? Mm-hmm. We have when we look at our enemies, we look at our sin, we look at our desires. We cannot fight that. Yeah, we're weak. Yeah, we are weak. Jesus though, he is not. He does it all. He knocks down those mount- He knocks down those walls. He flattens that city. Mm-hmm. And the Old Testament and Joshua. I'm through. Jo- I'm working through Joshua right now. Is full of stories when. Israelites should not have won. Yep. But Jesus does it all. Or God does it all. Whatever you want to yeah. split hairs on that. But God does it all. We're just faithful to him. And we get it all. We get to live in the promised land. We get to have the victory over sin. We get to have the victory that Jesus has bought for us. Right. You just have to trust him to obey what he has told you to yeah. do. And part of the Jericho story is it felt humbling and silly to do it right it was it wasn't hard no but it was humbling yeah Mm -hmm. and that's what our fight against sin is going to feel like sometimes it's not so much that it's hard and honestly dieting and exercise should not be hard like painful Mm -hmm. or whatever but it it might be a little bit like mentally or spiritually tough Mm -hmm. right it might take work but it should be hard but it's going to be humbling. You're going to have to say, no, you are wrong when you want that. Or you yeah. you made a mistake when you ate that, you know. Yeah. And it's going to be humbling and you have to obey and trust him. And then he knocks down those walls. And all of a sudden you're like, look at this. Look what you've done for me. Yes. Yeah. 
great. I was skeptical when you said you were going to use Jericho, but that was a that great. Thank well. you. That was a great Thank one. You. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, uh, just to remind us, it's something that God does for us, not what we do for God. Yeah. Like we just said, and it's a change that He makes from the inside out. Yeah. And so we don't have to. The Israelites didn't have to pretend. <laughs> we're in the promised land. Yep, we knocked down those walls even when they hadn't, right? Mm-hmm. They they obeyed God, and he brought forth the fruit, and then they got yeah. the promised yeah. land, right? Yep. So what our topic is today goes really well with your gospel as well. I thought so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stop a moment and say, nice job, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> our topic today is the lie... Or the thought, I'm too weak, right? Mm -hmm. What are some fruit that reveal that we're saying I'm too weak? I have three different things. Okay. Um, Sometimes if, you know, I'm going through the day and it's just been busy or, you know, I have to make a choice between different types of foods or going out and exercising or I have a headache or whatever. And I come to this lie of I'm just too weak physically maybe I have a headache or mentally I'm just having a really rough day Mm -hmm. or whatever I think one of the fruits is that I procrastinate Mm -hmm. I'll do it tomorrow Mm -hmm. I have a really bad headache Mm -hmm. which is true but I mean so use it as an excuse to not do what you know you're supposed to be doing yes or like I'm too weak to try to do that diet or yeah. something new. Or something new. Yeah, that, some, or... that feels too hard. Yeah. What one I had picked out was, uh, I'm going to fail anyway. Uh-huh. Perfectionism. So, yeah. I don't even want to start. I don't even want to start. I'm going to fail mm-hmm. anyway. What's the point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another fruit that I find myself is that I compare myself to other people. Well, they look like this, and there's no way I have that. I don't have that stamina to run in the 5K, so I'm not even going to try to start yeah. running. Yeah. Or they have such good willpower, I could never be like that. I'm too weak. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do, I don't know, Whole 30 or whatever it is. Whatever it is. I had a super irrational fear that I was going to be the last person in the uh, coming through in the race because it was a small race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... <laughs> I just couldn't shake that. I just thought it would be so embarrassing to come in because someone has to be last, you know? (laughs) I kept looking around to see if there was someone who looked slower than me. (laughs) And let's just say the whole second mile, I spent walking next to an eight-year-old girl who kept talking to me (laughs) and would not stop. (laughs) So... That's motivation to keep running. (laughs) No, I thought about that. And I'm like, but I'm just too tired. Yeah. I think that sometimes we think I'm too weak, even while we're being obedient and while we're doing just a, it's just a way that the enemy drags us down. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really trying to learn that with my running because I am not a good runner yet. And so the whole time I'm thinking this is pathetic. You know, you're going to be last. You're going to be, you know, you're doing horrible. Even when I'm running, like even when I'm doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Or like when I'm being really faithful with my diet and even if I haven't even seen the number on the scale yet mm-hmm. I'm like well it probably won't matter I'm doing what you like it's like a something that Satan's saying to me yeah. mm-hmm. even though 
what evidence does he have that I can't get better or that it's not it's not working? And, and that's when I have to remember, like, I feel like God is, like, taking me by the shoulders and be like, you're doing it right now or I'm doing it right now. I'm giving this to you right now. Like, stop freaking out. We're, it's happening, you know? Yeah. yeah. I also wrote lack of self-control. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like I just view myself like, I can't have self-control. Mm-hmm. I know I won't be able to stand up against this pressure. Yeah, so I'm just going to eat the cake at the birthday party. Even though right. beforehand I was like, I'm not going to eat the cake. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you get there and oh, I'm too weak to resist it yeah. or peer pressure or yeah. whatever. Also, mm-hmm. sometimes we just walk into that birthday party and we're like, oh, well, it's impossible right. to stay faithful at a birthday party. And so I'm just not going, you know. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of prove to yourself like, well, actually I remember one time when I was able to not do, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you're new to the fight and you don't have experiences like that, you can just assume that really is hopeless. It really is impossible for you to be Mm -hmm. victorious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that for a long time in my adult life, I just thought that the only people that really lost weight were the people on magazines or something. And it was just so impossible. A lot of people around me, a lot of women that I came in contact with um, had weight problems and it just seemed chronic. It was just like nothing you can do. I even remember a a woman, an an adult woman, telling me when I was a teenager, just she was was very overweight and she's like, yeah, I tried everything. It just, it doesn't work. And because I was young, I kind of internalized it. I kind Mm. of just thought if you're overweight, you're always going to stay that way. Mm -hmm. Like maybe if you're really rich or you do something really drastic, something can happen. But for normal people, they can't just lose weight. And I just internalized that, you know, that that's, that's the case. And I, I remember praying when I wanted to lose weight in 2019 for the first time, I was like, if God helps me lose weight, that will be a miracle. Like I just really thought it was just not something anyone could do. Sure. Turns out it was actually a lot easier than what I had built up in my mind. You know, I just had hit it in my head. Or maybe even you could say about yourself personally, I can't lose weight. Like other people can, but I can't. We just kind of roll over and die because we just right. accept that. Mm-hmm. Any other fruits? Okay, what are the, what's the root of that? Trace it back. Why do we think I'm too weak? What are we believing about ourselves or the gospel or God? that would lead us to believe that we're too weak to not procrastinate or to have that self-control or to start when we're afraid? I think for me, it boils down to deep down, I want to be in control of my life and I want to be God. Oh, interesting. I want to be omnipotent and all powerful of my choices, diet, exercise. I want to be in control of the weight loss. Yeah. Because I'm smart, I researched and I Googled stuff, and this should work. So I get going, and then it fails, or something happens. Oh, I'm too... And then the, you know, the the fruits are that I have lack of self-control, or I'm comparing myself, or I, I'm procrastinating, I can't do it right. And then that's just the lie of, I'm weak. Yeah. And well, it's sort of like, there's an aspect to, it is true, that we are too yes. weak. We are not God. Right. right. So when we are trying to control the whole situation or we're trying to do it on our own, mm-hmm. we are going to fail because yep. we are too weak. Mm-hmm. But there's also this aspect of God's like, 
my spirit is living in you. Mm -hmm. I'm not too weak. Mm -hmm. So part of it is, you're right, but part of it is you are believing the lie that God's not strong enough, but the one who lives in you is more powerful than he that is in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Because, yeah, when when I came to this, I'm too weak, I'm like, well, technically that's not a lie. Mm -hmm. It is true. As humans, we're not, we're weak in our flesh. I mean, we're human. We're simple. But I think the root is when I believe it's all about me and I'm in control of my life and it's my fault because I'm weak, then it's kind of like I'm elevating myself to God's status. Right. that makes sense? Yes, definitely. And and we're kind of pulling God down to our status. We're saying, you, this is such a big problem that even you can't fix it. So I have to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And then like when you fail, you're, you, you're like, well, you know, it's impossible because I can't do it and you're not doing it. All mm-hmm. the while, just totally ignoring the power the, that we're just like would actually bring forth change is when we admit we're weak and like just throw ourselves in total dependence upon him. Like, I can't do it. You've got to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a failure to move to that second part of the gospel that Jesus does it all. You know, when we are saying that I'm too weak, I can't do this, this diet's too hard, life is too hard. Jesus, you're forgetting that Jesus did it all. He mm-hmm. already did it. He's yeah. already fixed it. He's already in control. He's already holding on to you. But with that, I think we're also holding on to this lie that he doesn't care yep. about this. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about this part of my life, yep. which yeah. I think we've talked about before. Yeah. Which then makes you feel you have to control it. Yes. Because God's not in it, so I have to take care of it. Yeah, so he right. doesn't care. Right. And I have to live in this life now. And people look at my body now. Yeah. And we start going down that spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I think that it's easy for, there's different personality types about where you go around it, but I just really, as a good girl trying to do what is right, like a Pharisee, right? Hearing all the parts of the sermon about my sin and none of the parts of the sermon about God loving me anyway, (laughs) like his grace, right? And I could have said it to you, like I could have said it to you, but like internally, like what actually came out was... Mm -hmm just sticking with, I lost it all, I'm not worthy, and just slowly having to teach myself over a number of years. I mean, honestly, I found a journal the other day from 10 years ago, and I was working on the same concept as, like, me praying to God, I'm just, I don't feel like I'm enough. And then remembering that God's saying, you're not, mm-hmm. I'm enough. Mm-hmm. It's a, you're in the perfect place because I'm right here. I'm in a, and so you can kind of really, like you said, get stuck in that side of it, but you have to also kind of really admit that you're weak and yeah. that you're not enough. Yeah. Like sometimes we say I'm too weak as an excuse, but we kind of inwardly believe, well, I'm okay, uh, it's not a real problem. I can quit anytime I want type <laughs> of situation. Right. And so sometimes when we are saying I'm too weak or I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. We are kind of fishing for compliments that we are enough and we are good enough and we are strong enough. And God's like, no, I, you really need to recognize that you are not enough, right? Like you really need to realize how much you've lost it all. Yeah. How much? Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to scripture. What kind of scripture would you apply to this whole concept? I think the first first verse that came to my head for this was 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10. Mm-hmm. It probably came to your, um, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
and then it goes on to Paul goes on to say therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so we are no longer supposed to use our weakness as an excuse Mm -hmm. but a tool to point like God is look at God's power in my life yes yeah yeah because in first Corinthians 410 uh, we are fools for Christ but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored. You are, we are dishonored. You know, we're constantly mm-hmm. pushing it back on Christ. Yeah, you are. You do suck. Yeah. But look how great I am. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. When Katie and I first started the podcast, it was terrifying. <laughs> and I was like, who am I <laughs> to talk about weight loss? You know, I'm the overweight sister. <laughs> we all know that. Soon to not be, but you know. Uh, you know, I was, I'm the one that struggled. This is something I struggle with. There's other things that I'm good at. Weight loss is not one of them, right? Like, so why am I starting a podcast on that? And God was working in me and I needed to say, I'm weak in this. Mm -hmm. And this is where I'm going to point to Christ most because it really is one of my weaknesses. And and it's been a really uh, fruitful discipline to actually put forth my failures and weaknesses out because like part of me especially during the beginning was being afraid of people being like why are you talking about this you're not good at this you you'll never lose you know like I was hearing all these things and I found I'm like yeah but when you rely upon the gospel you're gonna be like you're right you're absolutely right that's so true. I am failing at that. I am weak in that. Yeah. But you know how powerful my God is. Yes. Which Good. reminds me of this little, like a mnemonic device kind of that I heard. It's kind of silly, but I've been thinking a lot about it lately. <laughs> it is when Satan tells you something like that, or when someone, a person, or you just tell yourself, uh, reminds you of a sin, accuses you. Mm-hmm. The first thing you say is, yep. Yes, that is me. I do do that. Even if someone is accusing you unfairly, I bet you can find the root sin of that in your heart. So you can always agree with, even when Satan is accusing you, you can say, yes, I am a sinner. Yeah, The second thing is, yuck. I hate that, that I am sinful. Yeah. But you move quickly to that third one, which is yippee. (laughs) Jesus covered that sin. It's all over with. The blood is over it. I do not carry that shame anymore. I do not carry that guilt anymore. I am covered in Jesus' perfect righteousness. And you can move through those steps very quickly. Yes. You don't stay with, yep. You don't stay with, I'm I'm a sinner and I'm going to just stay there and I, I don't, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve anything. You don't stay with, yuck. Oh, I hate myself. I'm so horrible. You know, I'll never get better. You move quickly to yippee. Jesus is going to Jesus change has. me. Jesus already has paid the penalty for the sin that I've already done. Yeah. So I've, I've just been thinking a lot about this. a helpful for us recovering Pharisees to like move on past that initial shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't talk much about this, but like with my multiple sclerosis, I am weak. I am physically weak. I do struggle um, with a lot of things as we've talked about before. So I do repeat a lot to myself the, the verse that Kelsey shared from 2 Corinthians and the verse from... First Corinthians that I am weak, but he is strong. So every time I trip, you know, Jesus is strong. Jesus is strong. Jesus is strong. I am the, I repeat the truth to me that I am, I am the mother that Jesus wants me to be because this is what he's given me. 
Second Timothy one seven says that we are given a spirit of power and self-control. So I come back to that when I'm feeling weak. Very I good. think the biggest thing for me in the last, I don't know how long I've struggled, but even the last six months, I feel like I've really been honing in on self-control. It's a fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I have the spirit, so I can have self-control. Yes, I can. Yeah. You know, I already have it. I have the spirit. So it's just relying on God to grow it. And yeah. it's been very... It's hard. It's, it's hard. It's been... I've seen growth, though, in myself. Mm-hmm. So it's been... And it's not coming from me. Right. I always feel that way, too. I'm like, this definitely must be from God. Like, it's totally different experience than when you're white-knuckled, trying to do it all on your own, and instead abiding in Christ and seeing him tend Mm -hmm. the vine and bring forth fruit. You're like, oh, wow, that is different. That's Mm -hmm. a different experience. Yeah. That reminded me when you said that of Romans 7. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. And I just love the picture of when I am laying in bed and having to get up and go to the gym and it just feels like impossible that God is putting the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead can raise my body from the bed, you know? That's good. That's good. One last one I have is a reminder from Ephesians 6, which is the armor of God passage. It reminds us that we need to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So the walk of Christianity, living in the gospel, is not something that requires you to be strong. It requires you to be weak and to rely upon God's mighty power. And then he gives you these tools. And I love the armor of God. But, like, you've got your belt of truth. And that's exactly what we're talking about every week when we do the fruit to root. We're talking about these are lies. This is the truth. What it, I need my thoughts to obey Jesus, right? The breastplate of righteousness, I think there's different ways to interpret it. But one way I just find really helpful to this specific context is when you do right, you're better at doing right. You get better at it. Mm -hmm. So, like, we were talking about when you go to that party and you demonstrate to yourself that God can help you have self-control. The next time you go to a party, you have that already there. Satan's accusations cannot hit you in the heart when you have that breastplate of righteousness protecting you because you know the truth and you know what God can do. The feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace You know, if you are constantly looking for opportunities to share the gospel and you're meditating on this gospel, you're not going to be carried away by lies. You're not going to be carried away by lack of self-control. Shield of faith, you got to trust that what God is saying is true. Helmet of salvation, remembering that everything, all the really important work is already done on the cross. And then the sword of the spirit, and that's our last step is taking scripture and truth and applying it to these accusations. See, that's not true. This is what's true. And just being so in love with the scripture that it it just cuts down all the the falsehoods around you. So what truth would you speak to yourself next time you are experiencing some of that fruit, like you're procrastinating or you're lacking self-control or you're beating yourself up regardless of, you know, whether you're actually doing it or not? I 
this is what I would say. Yes, I am weak. I am not made to be omnipotent or perfect. God is my strength, and I can do those hard things through his help. He can help me be stronger and grow in self-control. So good. Very well said. Yeah. I would go with, uh, yep. I am weak. Yuck. It's dumb that I'm weak. Yippee, Jesus is not. Week. Yeah, that's really. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Short and sweet. Yeah, I can't think of any better way to say that except to be strong in the Lord and His, be strong in the Lord yes. and His mighty power. Yes. Mm-hmm. Put the emphasis on in Him and mm-hmm. His power, not be strong. Don't yeah. stop there. Because no. yeah. that's impossible. Yeah. Kelsey, would you be willing to lead, uh, to close this part in prayer? Sure. Dear Lord, thank you for this time um, together and for Becky and Katie that they have um, they have this ministry of the podcast and it's spoken to me personally and I know it's spoken to others. So just continue to bless the podcast um, in the weeks to come and I just pray as we go through our week that we will remember um, that you are with us um, when we have moments of thinking we are too weak, we can't do it, that we will remember that that is true and you've already done it for us and that we have your spirit in us. Thank you for that. We praise you. Amen. Kelsey, thanks so much for joining our podcast today. Great. Let me make her a regular. Uh, She did awesome. Yeah, she did. (laughs) (laughs) Let's recap. Last week we talked about a challenge of making our bed and I was I, I talked to Katie before the podcast, hoping she wouldn't want to recap that one because I did not do very well on oh, that I wanted, specific challenge. <laughs> I told you, I wanted to share my weakness. It was a hard week for me this last week. Yeah. I did get my bed made every day. And I think once or twice I had to do it a couple times because my oldest takes a nap in our bed. Oh, wow. Extra credit. It's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> but the rest of the week, I really struggled with the rest of my house this week. It was just, I had a really unmotivating week. And it was like, okay, what's going on? So, I don't know. It was a hard week, actually, in my home management. Right. But. I did make my bed. Uh, you know, we are weak, but he is we strong. Are, yes. <laughs> this is true. We just talked about me. that. <laughs> Christ is made great in my weakness, so I'm happy that he was made great this last week. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't do... I did a different challenge by accident. Okay. I didn't do my bed, but I did a lot better on my upstairs, the kitchen and my dining room. Which is great. That is very good. That is very good. Yeah. So I feel, I feel encouraged that like God is working in me Mm -hmm. and through me to like love my family that way. So I'm excited to bring that to the other floor of my house so that I can also have a main bed at night. get it. Well, you, Kels, in your, in your home, you do a pretty good job keeping up your home. Is your bed, yes. does it get made every day? I would say nine times out of ten, yes, wow. I do make it. Kels and I are going to go into a cleaning business. We're really excited. <laughs> and I will be your first customer. Can't wait. <laughs> I am thankful because the weekends, usually my husband makes the bed. Does he? Yep. So. I don't even think my husband knows how to make a bed. <laughs> Here's a story. When I was little... And my mom was a nurse and she would work weekends and my dad would be home with us at like, you know, my mom calls, she's on her way home and my dad's like, quick, 
girls, me and my sister, uh. get upstairs and make the bed. <laughs> he, I don't know if he's ever made a bed in his life. <laughs> That's how you got good at it, though. That's how you got good at it. Yeah. So. Sometimes, I don't know, Joel and I have said, whoever's last in bed has to make the bed. Uh-huh. Always me. Always me. <laughs> but on the rare occasion, he's still in the bed when I am. Sometimes I, like, jump out. I'm like, ah, last in bed has to make it. <laughs> I would I would still take that if <laughs> like if he was like I'll get up and feed the baby breakfast or you can make the bed make the bed I would sleep in and make the bed <laughs> not because I don't love my baby but because I love sleeping in. <laughs> Do you have a challenge for us, Kelsey? I have a challenge, and I don't know if it's a good one or not. I came. I just something that I'm actually doing well, and I'm not trying to brag, but I'm like, oh, I'm actually doing this well, so maybe this can be helpful for other people. And I don't think I started doing this till probably, probably after I had a kid. Really? I think I'm trying to remember when I when I was teaching and stuff. What I would do. Mm -hmm. Anyway, first, if you don't have a day that you go grocery shopping, I highly recommend picking a day and sticking with it. Uh huh. And I know not everyone has the same work schedules and stuff, so that's hard, but. Pick a day before you go to the grocery store. First, don't go hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't go hungry to the grocery store. And don't take your husband. Oh, or your kids. It's always $50 over okay. budget when I take him. <laughs> so the day before or a couple days before I go grocery shopping, I meal plan. So I actually write down what we're going to have. And then I list all the ingredients. And me and Katie were talking about this. We both list it in order that it's in the store. Yeah. You guys are really good at this. And so I, I could you, you could call me and I can tell you yes. what aisle it's on. Yeah. 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 And so I feel like that's very helpful because not only weight loss, like then, okay, these are our meals. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh no, it's five or six o'clock. What are we eating? Go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we love Chick-fil-A. We have one in one. I was like, have you, are you at my house this week? <laughs> watching me cook it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like I, we don't have the ingredient. Right. Because you didn't. Right. When you're in the store, oh, right. chicken, pasta, whatever. But then you get home and you're like, what are we going to have with this? I don't yeah. have. Yeah, like this. the spice that you need or yeah, the broth or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, cheese or whatever that ingredient that you're like, I have to have that for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also good for your budget, too, yeah. I think, when you uh, have yeah. a plan. I saw an Instagram post this week that, and I think we shared it on the on the on um, our Instagram is, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you plan nothing, it should come to no surprise when you accomplish nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, like, yeah. if you if you want to have a good week with your weight this week, okay, you need to plan your yeah. life around it. And, and failure to plan is planning to fail. You know, another aspect of this, something my husband says, I wanted him to get a pedometer, kind of. And he was like, and this is something he's heard someone else say, but look, if you want to walk more, walk more. He's, that's what he tells me. It's like, I don't need something to tell me to walk more. To walk more. So so a lot of times I'll be like, I think the house needs to be cleaner. Or I think I need to do better to have healthy meals. He's like, look, if you want it, do it. Like, like if you know, do it, just do it. Like, so much of the problem is just us not doing it, yes, you know? Yes. And it, it kind of ties into what we mentioned off uh, recording, is that weight loss for a man is so non-emotional. It yes. just is... Do it. Just do it. And, and I think it, it, it ends up helping them because yeah. they're not, it's not bound up into their identity. So they're just able to like, well, I'm just going to cut cut some of the treats for a couple weeks. Yeah. And like, and that's really, honestly, I mean, all, they, that, it is. all that 
It but is, you, need you know. To, you, if you no, want to walk more, walk, walk more. more. <laughs> <laughs> Joel does the same thing. He's like, oh, my pants are getting a little too tight. Just one serving for me. And then sometimes he'll be like, hey, don't let me have ice cream tonight. And I'm like, but it's Friday. Yeah. You always have ice cream. You know, it's just. Yeah. Speaking of your husband, we only been training a month, and uh, he ran so fast in that race this morning. He was not first. Okay, but, like, a very good time for an okay. adult, especially. He did okay. He did okay. Uh, anyway. anyway. <laughs> That's fine. Meal planning. Meal plan. Plan ahead. Do your grocery shopping. I do find, you know, um, on like those Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday nights, I'm like, hey, Joel, why don't you go run and go get us hot food? You know, like on those impulse things, it's never good food. He's never bringing home a salad. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like eat out? Yeah, yeah. like when we do a special, like eat outs, it's yeah. never wise choices. No. Pizza. Yeah. But going, the meal planning, when you have put forth the planning and the effort to make a complete cohesive meal, it's more fun to cook. You're excited to give it to your family. It's not stressful. You're not like just like pulling random stuff out. Like I hate those kind of meals where it's like, it doesn't make sense like what you're eating, but it's like the only thing you have in the house. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe there's some leftovers, you threw in some mac and cheese and you're like i guess doritos does that make a plane and it's just like you don't feel like as complete it doesn't feel like you're full because you're like this doesn't i don't, I don't know. know i'm not sure how much i ate and yeah, it's just yeah. so when you have if you have a plan like something special like i find i really like to you know host a play date at my house or something because i love to plan like a really nice cohesive meal but there's no reason i can't do that for my family every day oh, yeah. you know and yeah. um as someone who's not as good at it, I don't a lot, yeah. There's, I think there's an aspect of having a family that kind of makes it a little bit easier in some ways. In some ways harder because my boys don't eat anything. But uh, when I know I'm feeding more than just Joel, I, I do I do mm-hmm. more food. Then mm-hmm. I add a side and then mm-hmm. I add, you know, yeah. other yeah. things. Yeah. But if you're just by yourself, if you're eating, If you're just cooking for yourself or even just for two people, it's so hard. It's a weird thing. It's like you're planning on having lots of leftovers. Lots of leftovers, yeah, yeah. But you, I mean, you only have uh, one one little guy, Mm -hmm. so like, do you kind of like run into that? Like, everything seems like too much. Um, sometimes, but Wes does take leftovers every day for lunch. Yeah, much. So it helps. You know, I think there's also like a learning curve when it comes to cooking. Like, I was really didn't know how to cook anything. Mm -hmm. Still don't cook that many things. You do fine. But I think that it takes some. Practice. Yeah, or um, when I'm thinking through my week, I'm like, okay, I know that's going to be a massive meal with lots of leftovers. Yeah. yeah. So the next day we're going to have, I don't know, something that's I know won't have leftovers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like if you look at your week, you're like, okay, well, that's a busy night, so I'm going to do something night. that takes a little less yeah. time. Or, or this is a crack. Or I always feel like I really got it together when you have like, say you make taco chicken for salad on Monday and then use the leftover yes. chicken taco for like nachos on Tuesday mm-hmm. and then like you know like you can Two kind of, the price of one. yes I just feel like wow I am I am the Proverbs 31 woman as you are <laughs> <laughs> should I start a lifestyle blog and that's yeah. what I usually think <laughs> uh, well thanks again Kelsey so much yeah. for being on the podcast Sarah we miss you you, are, you. you took another weekend off but 
She will be back next yes, week. We will, will, by hook or crook, we will get her on the podcast <laughs> next week. She is our podcast editor. Thank you so much, Sarah, for editing this, even though you're not here in person. Katie is our executive producer. You know that is right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It sounds. Like I don't really know either, but it sounds about right. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy. Does it mean I pay for stuff? No. Okay, that's good. Well, I mean, maybe generally, but um, not for us. You, you currently do not pay me anything. I don't pay you anything. <laughs> our lovely bumper music is played by our little brother, David Dubois, and we are so proud of him. And then I am Becky, and I am the boss, because I'm the oldest sister. Now I'm going to boss around everyone else and tell them to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, keep your eyes on Jesus, because he is the author and perfecter of your faith. You are beautiful, darling. There is no flaw in you.